Hello everybody, my name's Sean and you're listening to Incredible Discourse. Um, what we're going to be doing is I'm going to be introducing a new, a new type of, uh, of episode. It's called Incredible Discourse Shorts. They're basically little mini-sodes or I guess bonus episodes that I can throw out and, you know, do something, uh, you know, interactive with you guys, engage. And these are basically just like fun facts, you know, fun facts that I want to talk about that I think are interesting, that I think are worth sharing and I think are provocative and will um, kind of engage and stimulate uh, discussion and engagement, you know, with the idea. Okay, you can engage me, you can engage, you know, your friend, your a raccoon, your dog, whatever you want. Um, I just will probably respond the most, uh, <laughs> the most thoughtful, unless you got a really thoughtful raccoon, you know, but um, aside from, aside from that, yeah, I just want to let you know this is what's going on, uh, and yeah, here's, here's our first, uh, our first one. Economic cost of war, Japan and the 20th century. Now, Japan's economy post-World War II recovered at a rate which is often described as a miracle. So today, we're going to take a quick peek at uh, what's going on with that. During the war years, 1930 to 1945, Japan's industrial and productive capabilities were hyper-focused on the war effort as a result of state control and propaganda. Now, during that time, all of the production and value that were created within the Empire of Japan were being pumped out to maintain their overextended imperial territories and to wage war with the Allied forces. The problem here is that all of that production was being bled into the wars along with the lives of millions of people. The combination of these two led to widespread poverty of people living within the Japanese Empire. The people who would have been needed to work and produce had been sent away to perish in remote parts of the empire. The material that would have been needed to make goods for people were being sent off with those men to the far reaches of the empire to either be destroyed with the Japanese military or against their opposition. There was irreparable damage done by the war to the social, economic, and political structures throughout the Japanese islands. What has been a major factor in Japan's economic recovery, though, was the absence of war and the curbing of military expenditures. The tenacity with which people throughout the Japanese archipelago had produced, saved, was so quickly expended by the war that very little to nothing was able to be saved and accumulated. The capital for potential investment was functionally non-existent throughout the war years. Once the state stopped draining the economy so completely of its resources, individuals were able to accumulate and save. The growth of this needed capital, along with foreign investments, gave the Japanese economy the capital needed to grow and raise the standard of living for all people in the Japanese archipelago. Now, the trajectory of that growth was exasperated by injections of capital and the allocation of wealth from the U.S., and the population was able to identify and satisfy market wants. The Japanese economy has been able to grow and develop into one of the world's strongest economies today for many reasons. The political position they hold with the U.S., the tremendous soft power that they are able to cultivate, but more importantly, the ability to create and accumulate value. The war is sometimes portrayed as a necessary evil, that the expansion into China, Korea, the Philippines, Taiwan, and the other myriad of Pacific islands, such as Guam, did nothing to benefit the Japanese domestic population whatsoever. Whatever benefit they may have perceived they received from their colonial expansion 
the reality is that the economic cost of their expansion was a overall net loss. In Japan, during the 20th century, dissident economists and entrepreneurs often petitioned against the wars in favor of peaceful economic growth. War appears to be financially beneficial because of the increase in jobs and the movement of capital through the economy. But the problem with the war machine economy is the same with any centralized planned economy. The central planning authority is incapable of economic calculation. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening. I'm out.